Hey everyone, this is Adam. This is How Movies Get Made, featuring Theo Dumont, a media entrepreneur who has been innovating across producing, marketing, PR, all sorts of fields, including festival creation with the Holly Shorts poster I see behind you. That's awesome. Uh, welcome. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you for having me. First, Theo gives us some pro tips on the game of distributing your film. And then we talk about specific tools of the trade. And we wrap up with Theo's personal experiences of being black in Hollywood. So you probably don't like to go by one title, right? A lot of people try to call themselves producers if they're just making something, right? Which is cool. The term has evolved for so many over the years of film history, but you straddled the lines, like I was saying, of marketing, PR, executive producing, festival creation. How much should producers nowadays, no matter how they're defining themselves as that, focus on marketing and PR, in your opinion? A lot, a lot, actually. Um, I would say, you know, I've had different sides of the, you know, of the business and the publicity and marketing background has helped tremendously in the producing hat um, that I'm wearing now. Um, and I still do a lot of marketing and publicity um, for clients and campaigns. And then, you know, it's interesting, you know, we work with a lot of producers and they come to us and sometimes they're at the end of the line. They're exhausted. They're finished. They've, they've, they've filmmakers, directors as well. They've, done their business plan they've done their blueprint and then it's over now and uh they just they don't know the other side of it of promoting and getting the word out whether it be festival run or you know you've sold it to a distributor and now comes this new campaign and this new life um or you're trying to sell it and you want to develop a buzz campaign to, to get promotion around the property so it helps tremendously to know the nuts and bolts of that how that works I feel the same way as it is in your, you know, um, all other phases of this production, pre-production, the development, the casting, the execution. I feel like that last part is 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 um, is critical. You know, PR marketing goes hand in hand with that release and distribution. So if you are, you have to be, you have to be uh, uh, a student of the of the of the game per se, right? You got to study it in and out from box office to streamer performances to global numbers to the domestic numbers. I think you got to know, you got to know all of it to really have success. And, you know, you got to be, um, and if you don't, if you don't, you should make some shorts and, um, and experience it and get, and get all sides of it. It's exhausting, right? Cause you're at the end, it feels like you're at the finish line yeah. and you want to just hand the baby over to somebody else. But if you don't know how to raise the child per se, um, how are you going to know if it's if if it's a successful job or not? Or how can you offer open and honest critique? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you know, as a producer, you can you're going to get questions from the from the buyer. You're going to say, hey, you know, this is our strategy. This is our plan. So if you don't know, if you haven't talked to top marketing and PR people beforehand, you know, you are giving yourself a less chance to have a, a successful release. Mm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of filmmakers definitely create that baby, like you're saying, of their film. And then they're like, all right, well, now I just go shop around, right? Now I look for a distribution partner or whatever. But you're saying that there's definitely aspects of that game that should be thought about much earlier on. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Listen, we have, um, 
I've, you know, we work with all types of different creators at all types of uh, phases of their career. Some of them are established and have had successful runs. Some are just starting. And the smart ones look at the whole piece of the pie. And uh, we're looking at the end result, right? What do they say? Begin with the end in mind. You're looking at the end result and you work backwards. And so when you're creating that blueprint for the entire lifeline of the property, I think it's essential, not just the release, but the marketing and promotion has to be in there because, I mean, you can do some unique things even when you're shooting. Listen, like unit publicity, like bringing certain bloggers to set. I know it sounds crazy, right? You're like, I won't deal with journalists. But there's certain things that you can do that will set you up for success later, you know, um, in particularly in the production and also even on the social side, right? Social media, you're like, well, let me just activate these social channels now that match the name of my movie so that it's, it's available when I'm about to release it. You know, a lot of people don't think about that, but you know, even those little things are critical. So having that um, experience helps. Um, but again, the PR and marketing people don't know everything. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. The if you don't know how to do it, it changes constantly. I mean, even today. You know, that's the thing is you have to keep your eye on everything. Today, the Sundance Film Festival announced a drastic change of their execution of their festival with the, right. the, the local city rollout. And I mean, that's fascinating. So if you're not watching the news, you won't know that. I mean, so I guess that kind of bleeds into industry research and knowing a lot of different things, keeping a, a, an eye on the, the media landscape is critical. Also, it helps your sales. You know what I'm saying? So you know your audience. You have to realize who you're selling to. And you got to know the bloggers on the consumer side that are going to be writing about your film. And also on, on the film side, on the trade side, you're going to be writing about your film. And then also you got to know some message points when the film's coming out. What's gonna, what are you going to say? Um, what are you going to tell your cast? What kind of points are you going to suggest that's going to get great headlines and positive, positive feedback? So it used to be just you do the film, you hope and, you know, Hope the reviews are good, but now you can you can have some influence with uh, you know getting screening the film for thought leaders, respective to you know what your topic is. You can help tip the scale a little bit with influence. And so I think that's a competitive advantage that we have. What do you think about some of these more consumer direct strategies that a lot of filmmakers are taking? Uh, with their projects, like Jim Cummings and his new project. The man. Yeah, yeah he's great. like raised uh, this equity funding on WeFunder and is doing a more direct strategy. And, you know, what do you think about those approaches and, and how they can fit within the festival landscape too? Listen, it's the Wild West, right? It's the Wild West. So whatever you can do to break through, you know, like I said, the goal in the beginning, whatever it takes takes man like there's two different hats right one hat is um representing creators that come to us that have a plan um and have a commitment and so we obviously honor that commitment and we build the campaign to help them um and the other hat is working with you know filmmakers from all over the world that just want you know what's the goal the goal is for your content to be seen by as many people possible in a timely basis, right? Because there's no such thing. I mean, nobody likes an old film, right? Like an old film that can't be seen. After you've really? done your running, it's three years really? down the line, four years down. So it's gotta be timely. It's gotta be seen by the most people. And so what do I think about those platforms? Listen, if it works and it gets out to 
it has the opportunity to reach millions of people globally, go for it. And it makes sense economically, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm all about that. Listen, and then it's a, your career as well. Like people, a lot of people make mistakes, right? Where, you, you know, listen, you want to make a smart, educated, educated um, uh, bet because you're making a bet. You don't know what happens. You, this pandemic, nobody predicted this, you know? Um, you don't know that people are going to be at home more. Now we do. So you have to look at the crystal ball and look a year from now and hedge your bet, you know? So I think whatever it takes, as long as it's seen by the most amount of people and you get a release date. Release date is everything because then you can promote, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have a, uh, millions of dollars of ad budget. Well, you can do grassroots. Well, you can hit your network, just like you do crowdfunding, it goes back to what we were talking about before. Right. Just like right. you're crowdfunding for, to raise your production budget, well, you could crowdfund, per se, a vision to promote your work. If it's, if, it's not a big, if it's not a big distributor, you have to look at that release like you look at the production. You know what I'm saying? And there's ways to be scrappy about it. And if you don't have the energy anymore, get yourself a crew, get yourself a team. Um, I feel like Jim is was always he was always early in um in that in in this side that we're talking about very innovative and so do it you know i mean there's a guy alex ferrari i don't know if you've heard of him yeah genius he was holly shorts year one just scrappy independent built his own network and you almost have to think that way right like it's, it's, it, you have to build your brand you have to build your brand why because it's not just one property it's not just one it's you have to look to look, this is a career, it's a body of work. We have a young filmmaker that we work with. I've been just so impressed by her, where she was, you know, in the game early. She had a short, it was about to be a feature. It was going to AFM, it's been a couple of years, AFI. And then she just went in aggressive, like just nonstop, has not waited for people to give her. She just put it together, raised the money, attached the talent. One after the other, consistency, you know, and um, that's respectful. Yeah, I mean, that's the name of the game right now. And you were talking about being scrappy. Let's dive into that a bit. I mean, you've used a lot of digital marketing tools that I've seen, whether it's newsletter like Holly Shorts has or, you know, some of the search engine optimization I'm sure you're working on. What kind of tools do you prioritize these days? And have they influenced the types of projects you take on at all? We're just, we're looking at everything. I know that sounds generic, but we try to evolve. If you, you know, it's just like when Netflix and Amazon and everything was coming, some, some people move very slowly. You have to look, we look at everything. We look at, I look at everything and see how that shapes the campaign for anything that we're working on, right? So I guess it's the, you know, the bird's eye view of the whole game. And then each project is a little bit different and you approach the campaign differently and you see what tactics can be utilized to push the property forward to the, so it can be viewed by the most people. Sometimes they're different type of works, right? Sometimes it's an awards campaign. Sometimes it's, um, we work, you know, sometimes it's just a long-term play for the producers or partners, clients and ourselves. 
Um, sometimes it's a, it's a macro perspective of the grand campaign and then when the project's coming out and rolling out or it's a festival. So it just depends, right? I mean, you, you probably laugh at this, but I'm even looking at TikTok and things like that. That sounds crazy, but if you see how in the music business, how that's influenced, uh, you know, I was, I was looking at, you know, and then you have to look at the past. What's worked in the past will probably work again in the future in some type of way because this is a cyclical business. You know, if you look at, you know, L.A. Reid had a really amazing book, Sing to Me. And, you know, L.A. Reid was talking about how with uh, Whitney Houston and people, people, amazing people that, like that that he worked with, I think he worked with Mariah Carey, you know, how the um, soundtrack was a critical piece of his album release strategy, right, for the artist, okay? So you can say that, is the soundtrack thing still existing? I don't know, but you can almost say that some of the artists now are using TikTok like they use the soundtrack. They'll break, they'll break it, you know, is it, you know, the millions of the kids on TikTok, and then it translates to the billboard. So how does that affect the movie side of the game and the television mm -hmm. side of the game? So you have to study the craft, bird's eye view. And then Twitter is great, right? Um, you know, we're doing a lot more um, kind of like appointment viewing and after talks on Twitter. That's working a lot. You just want to get engagement and you want to have the engagement happening around the release date for maximum eyeballs. So we're, we're using that. I mean, you know, Hootsuite, Hootdeck, all those, right? Uh, there's a platform called Story Blaster that's amazing. Um, we work with them and um, Story Blaster is... Um, this creator is Maxine. She's an amazing uh, entrepreneur. She was a showrunner, writer, Golden Globe winner. And, and, and later in her year, she just created a startup. And basically, a story blaster is it helps you power your, um, your stories. So if it's a film or television show or anything that you're trying to do, a business, a startup, basically, it's like the Hootsuite for your, your company to make money. And then they'll tell you what to post, when to post. So that's worked for festivals. It's worked for films. And so, so they're pretty dope. But yeah, there's so many, so many different um, tools that we use. And then there's just the old school stuff, you know, you know, Google alerts, finding search terms that match what you're working on, studying the craft and seeing who's writing about your stuff um, and everything. I mean, and all obviously these, um, uh, hop in zoom um blue jean all of them to do your meetings of course right and then i do weird stuff man like do text campaigns right meaning i'll have you know a team that'll work on a rollout and then me i have personal relationships with people that you know you can't meet them and so i'll you know i text them i text them the invites um, or you DM them, you know, LinkedIn, believe it or not, is, sounds trivial, but LinkedIn has been, extre been extremely um, helpful for us during COVID where you'll DM um, people you're trying to reach. You know, that's the other thing is everybody, just like I feel in the entertainment business, every executive, everybody reads their own favorite trade. They have their own silos, right? Um, it's the same thing on social. So if you, you're trying to reach all these folks, everyone has a different favorite place, you know? So you gotta, you gotta find them in all those places. It's a lot of work, but this is it. This is how it is. So I tell people, are you playing to just play or are you playing to, for the big goal at the end? So the people that we surround ourselves with are trying to win, um, get shortlisted, 
win the whole thing, have the biggest ratings forward. If not, then why do it? I, I want to transition a little bit uh, to one last topic that is a very timely topic right now. Um, you know, as a person of color in Hollywood, uh, starting businesses and being the media entrepreneur that you are, you know, what have been some of your experiences that you feel like you want to share? Listen, Wild West, right? Mm -hmm. not, not enough of us. Um, early on, early on it was like that. And what's happening now is good for us. I mean, any opportunity, more opportunities are needed. And, 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 I, and I like the change. We need more. We need more. Listen, I started this a long time ago. And, I mean, I, I was in Florida. I grew up in Florida, in Miami, Florida. And, you know, somebody, one of my professors took a, um, a liking to my passion and he recommended me for an internship. And I think I was the only person of color at that company. This is back in 2000. It was a 70-person firm. This is not entertainment-related. This, this got me to, you know, find my love for doing this thing that we've done. Um, but I just jumped in, and it was, it was tough. It was tough at the time, you know? Um, and it's still like that in many places. So, and then starting the festival, I think that was 2005, we created it for ourselves because there was no lane. Like, there's no... There's not a lot of opportunity, so you DIY, do it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I feel like even my, listen, I've worked at studios, working at MGM, not that many of us, you know? So any change is good. It's sad that, say, that, that it has to happen, but we need it. We need the doors to break down, you know? Um, more people of color, more women in, in, in positions of power. We need it, right? And then, yeah, I'm just remembering, reflecting. It's, it's gone pretty quick. I've done this. 18, 20 years, I don't know, something like that. And a lot of times you're the only one in the room, you know? Um, but that hasn't stopped us from being um, persistent and, um, and, and, and creating. And then, I mean, even on the Alta Media side, Alta Global side, you know, listen, Stephen Adams is my business partner. We, we spun off and did our thing. Even when I created my other, what, what led to Alta Global was me creating Dumont Marketing. I had worked at MGM and it happens, you know, um, the studio is not your studio. You're renting that office basically. And so, but it was great to have that kind of experience to be there. Thousands of executives, hundreds of executives, thousands of people, not that many of color, but you see the dream and you're like, well, I want that and I want it for myself and my friends and my colleagues. And so everything I've done, I've, I've looked at it and then somehow I've been able to uh, create our own lane and you try to bring in your friends and up the voices out as much as you can, you know? So without the global media, so our mandate is we work with a lot of uh, global brands, media companies from all over the world, Africa Channel, um, guest studios, all types of amazing people, showrunners, directors, and then we we take them to another level. And so I'm proud that uh, this black-owned business, we're, we're excited to continue the push like we've done before, and hopefully 
open up some more voices and I hope it's not just a fad. That's the other thing. Hopefully it's not just, Oh yeah, yeah. This is a flavor of the month. Cause you know, being in marketing, you see that a lot, right? Well, this is right now and then it goes away. So I hope it can continues and, um, and more eyes open and it creates more opportunities for people and, um, make that change. Yeah. Well, I was studying in St. Louis when Ferguson happened, you know, five years ago and, and those protests have continued. So, uh, that gives me hope a little bit myself uh, and also seeing you pave the way uh, for both other creators of color and, and women in those in these fields that have just lacked it at the top levels, you know, so uh, I'm glad to see what you're doing. And yeah, and we're just, you know, listen, I always say that. Thank you. I always say that, you know, yeah, you know, done that. I feel like we're just starting still. You know, that's the that is the fun part about it is we've done a lot, but we're just we're just getting getting rolling and hopefully we can get bigger opportunities, you know, um, where we're, we have the ownership positions and we can green light left and right and have the, the financing to back us where we can do, you know, you saw um, LeBron just got a, a great hundred million dollar deal. So you want more of that, right? What do they say? What's better than one billionaire, two, three, four, five, you know, more opportunities and, um, that you can really help um, communities and, and make change. So see if we can do it. Totally. Let's see if it can happen. Uh, this is How Movies Get Made, uh, featuring Theo Dumont again. Thanks for taking the time. You.